So we have quite the first reading and a, a wonderful gospel to follow it up with it. Um, the, the one line that I really like of the first reading, um, and I even love as long as the first option is for the first reading, that's not the whole story. Like even that is broken up into sections because they're trying to give like the highlights of it. Whereas the shorter form of it is just like some things happened, the end. So that's why I wanted to, to read the, the longer form today. But um, this is probably one of my favorite stories. And I do, I love just those stories in the Bible that read like a novel. I mean, there's so much like rising action and tension and then, oh, the big reveal. And it's, it's amazing. God wins. Yay. But um, the one line that really hit me uh, as I was reading this reading is about the two elders. Um, and I just, recently it feels like the whole theme that God has been placing on my heart is look how similar humanity was to how humanity is now. It's like every reading we seem to have is just, they were terrible back then, we're pretty terrible now. Um, and, and we're the very same. But where is it? It says, ah, they suppressed their consciences. Like making it very clear that they had a choice. Here is the bad option. Here is the good option. They knew what was right. And yet they chose through free will and action to suppress their conscience and to go after this, this course of ill um, action. And, and how does that work out for them? Well, not well, thank God. Um, and I love the fact that Again, as we see humanity just kind of play out, it says Daniel was a young man, uh, and they try and call his his youth as a, a reason why he shouldn't be listened to. They they mock him and say, "Oh, well, perhaps you can teach us, since the Lord has given you the benefit of old age." Um, and yet he is their downfall. He completely, with the help of the Holy Spirit, um, you know, lets justice prevail and, and brings about a good end for uh, Susanna. I also like that it points out that she was very beautiful, that she was very faithful, and that she was rich. I mean, she had a great house, a great, she had a garden in her house. Let me go bathe with my servant. You know, she had everything, and yet still, she wasn't preserved from suffering. So I think our, our human tendency is to wish that if things were different, we would, you know, have the perfect life. We would be preserved from sin. We would be, oh, it would just be so great if I won the lottery and I didn't have to worry about anything because, well, that's not true. We can clearly see that, you know, even, even she who was beautiful, rich, and well-married and, and God-fearing still had to endure other people's wrong choices and sinful nature. Um, speaking of other people's bad choices and sinful nature, we come to the gospel. We hear the, the story we've heard so many times, the woman caught in adultery, and um, it, it's such a, again, such a telling tale of humanity. These, these scribes and Pharisees who drag this woman in who's committed a sin are so blind to their own sin. They're so blind to their own hatred for Jesus, their, their envy, their pride, their you know, murderous intent. They want to kill Jesus. It's the only reason they care that this woman was caught in adultery. And yet they can see her sin clearly. Um, and let me back up one more thing about the first reading. I, the suppression of consciences, I see it all the time in the confessional. 
people come in and they say, bless me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been X amount of years since my last confession. And then they tell me like one sin and they're like, yeah, I think that's it. Really? <laughs> How nice for you. In 10 years, you've only said the Lord's name in vain once. That's okay. I am not that holy, but good for you. So I think we have this false notion that we're able to suppress our consciences when we even try and think of our own sins. And a lot of times people will say stuff like, well, you know, Father, I haven't killed anyone. So, well, what a low bar you set for yourself. Like, they have this idea that some, some people just go around living good lives, but occasionally commit a murder or two. You know, like, it's, it's not really an examination of conscience if you're like, well, I'm not the most reviling human ever, so I guess I'm okay. Yeah, sounds like maybe we need to take more time and do a deeper examination of conscience because it sounds like maybe we've allowed our conscience to be suppressed more. Continuing that line of thought into the gospel, the other thing that I see in confession uh, is, is the beauty of the Holy Spirit forgiving people um, as they walk in. So a lot of times it'll happen that, you know, the person will say one or two things, one or two sins, and then they stop and they pause and like, uh, I don't remember anything else. Like I sat here for 10 minutes and I prepped and I knew exactly what I was going to I had my list of 12 things and now I can only remember two of them. And it's hit me since the very beginning, um, the beginning of my priesthood, I mean, that like that is an exact moment of this scripture being lived out. And I tell this to people all the time that... You know, if, if the Holy Spirit has wiped your mind, if it's completely blocked out the sins that you know you thought about, you brought to the Lord, you were going to confess, and honestly, right now your mind is just blank, then I feel like that's the Lord already saying to you, then neither do I condemn you, because he's not even allowing you to think of those sins that you've, you already have thought about, you've already wanted to confess, and now he's like, it's okay, my mercy washes over all of your sins, don't even worry about it. Um, and I don't know, it just, I, I, it's such a clear connection between that scripture and the sacrament of grace and healing, um, that it's beautiful. So as we continue in Lent, uh, let us be mindful of our own sins, less of other people's sins, that we can examine our own conscience well and not suppress it, that we can truly turn back to the Lord knowing that we are in need of his mercy and his grace and to listen to his words today, which also bring healing and life like they did yesterday in the gospel, where he says, go and from now on, do not sin anymore.